What the? Mike, did you pick this? What? Hey, welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Terrian. And I'm Scott Lieb. We're two friends who are following Jesus into the joys and challenges of everyday life. Well, good morning. Good morning? We, we, it's, it's actually afternoon. It's a, You're right, it is afternoon. It is. And we, um, we, we missed last week. We and did. You mind telling our listeners why we had to miss last week? Mm, well, um, so I had a 16-hour day on Tuesday, and it's all good stuff. Love it. But by the end of that day, well, actually in the morning of that day, I developed a cough. So I knew that I knew that I was catching something. I thought it was maybe just a cold. Uh, by the end of that evening, I um, felt like. Am I even going to be able to drive home? And because uh, it just started feeling terrible and achy, all that stuff. Got home, laid down in in a we have a sofa that folds out into a bed in the in our basement. So I laid down on that, and I did not get up. Literally, did not get up for the next four days because um, I couldn't. It was so I was in such pain, such discomfort, and. Um, so uh, you know. So did Becky have to insert the catheter? Or <laughs> no, not well. No, not quite that bad. That would have been terrible. <laughs> uh, so I did. Oh my gosh, getting up to yeah, getting up to go to the bathroom was the only time that I got up. And okay, it, well, and I'm it glad was, you did. You didn't yeah, just make a mess. I didn't just go. No, but if she had like put a diaper on me, I would have probably used it. <laughs> it was so bad. So I did. I had. Well, I had what I assumed was the flu. And um, just now, uh, kind of getting back, getting back into it. But man, it was probably the worst, the worst version of a flu I've ever had. It was, uh, I was, I was like dead to the world, dead to the world. I couldn't, couldn't look at anything, didn't read, didn't like watch TV. I was just, I was out. I was out. So you were like really sick. I was really sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were so s- you were sick, man. You were I was so, so sick. sick, bro. <laughs> so sick. But anyway, yeah. Well, um, that reminds me. That happened to me too once. Yeah, it, it, way many years ago, I got influenza. I'm pretty sure you had influenza because it's going around and. And our friend Christy is a nurse, and she was saying that mm. it's going around like crazy, and it's really been knocking people. It's been really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Unusually bad. Even with the vaccines and stuff, it's been yeah. really bad. Yeah. So you probably got influenza, and I, I had it back in, I think it was like, oh, four. And man, like, I think, I can't quite remember the numbers, but I think I had 104 fever for five days or Ooh. 105 for four days. It was really high. Wow, and I it was the same way. I didn't move. I, I could. I was hallucinating. Yes, yeah. I was sweating like, like you know. I go cold, cold, cold. Shiver, shake, like yeah. convulse, and then all of a sudden I break into this like Oof. horrible sweat. And yeah, then, yeah. Was wow. That, did you have that? No, didn't. You didn't I, get the shakes. N- um, like no, the cold shakes? not really. No, I did feel cold, but my fever when I tested it, it was like super low grade, like right around a hundred. So it wasn't it wasn't high or huge or, but the whole achy, fati- you know, like achy and fuzzy that like just could not get comfortable, couldn't sleep, um, 
anytime I would roll over, it just my body felt like like one enormous bruise is what it felt mm, like. Yeah. Every motion of every part of me was just felt like like when you push it and it's that that's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Yep. Yeah, that sounds like the flu. Well, so let me ask you this. Like when you are sick like that, do you ever do you ever get into a kind of strange existential sort of state of mind where you start pondering the meaning of your mortality <laughs> and and uh and and just like uh do you hmm. find yourself praying in those moments like for deliverance or anything That's a good yeah, it's a good question. Um because in in certain moments yes i did i didn't and probably not like i just found myself um praying in the sense as much as i could and honestly it was like all i wanted to do was just not do anything i didn't want to think i didn't want to you know and i would have i would have loved to have taken that time to be like you know just yeah in a deep state of prayer and uniting my suffering to the lords and all the other blah 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 pious. phrases that, <laughs> all the, all all the, the pious all things the phrases you that people you didn't do that throw out there i did not i there were moments where i was like you know kind of said something to the effect of oh my god this please take this away from me <laughs> whatever this is you know um but but it was just too I and maybe I'm too weak, but I was just in such a state of pain that I couldn't even really, I couldn't think that much. Like it was just too Did much. Did you have a bad headache? Oh yeah, super bad like headache. Pounding headache. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, that's hard. So it was, um, it you know yeah I, and it's funny that you say that because in that moment, I I did think to myself. I wish that I could suffer in in a way where, like the, the it was, um, I felt like there was some kind of fruitfulness in how I was feeling, you know. But I think that I was just too, you know, I, I was just too absorbed in my own discomfort and pain to really like. Th again, there were a few moments where I was like, I just kind of felt like cr calling out, you know, like just. Uh, just for the Lord to take take some of it away or to alleviate some of it, but um, all those all those holy things that people say all the time, you know, about well, just take take that opportunity to offer it up and or to unite, yeah, unite your cross with the cross of Jesus. And I, in that moment, I I couldn't I couldn't do that. It's too bad man, that makes me sad to hear that because like when I get really <laughs> sick like that. I just go into this like perpetual state of ecstasy, and uh, I, you know, I just like I don't wow. even know where I am anymore. It's like I'm asking, you know, should I just continue going right <laughs> on to heaven, or oh you man? Know, but no, for the sake of all of you back here, I should stay here and suffer. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh I just gosh. I don't. It's too bad. I wish I, I wish everybody I wish could, could see the 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 facial I expressions. Could, I wish you could experience the the um, heights of unitive prayer that I experience when I'm sick like that. Well, I ask God to be sick like that more often. He just doesn't give it to me. Mm, wow. Yeah. You are quite the dude. 
Um, no, I it mean, is a good discussion, I, though. I am joking, but but it's. I think that the reason why I'm asking you these questions is because, in all seriousness, there there is an opportunity there. But it is interesting. It's a good thought exercise, a self reflection exercise, to reflect both on what it feels like to go through an experience like that and the kind of thoughts that arise in your heart. Yeah. When you're suffering like that acutely, and also, um, and and also to be aware of like how how do I respond, you know? And um, very while this is very different, but when I went through my back injury, you know, there was a evolution. It was a long time. It was like three months, you know. But but in the beginning, I was kind of a big crybaby, you know. I was so upset and I was bitter and and resentful and, you know, this is screwing up my life and I had a plan because there's always timing involved too. Yeah. Um, be curious to know that if there was timing involved for you too, like, you know, certain things got dislodged because of the timing of that. So come back to that. But, but, but yeah, I think, um, but by the end of the experience for me, um, there was more resignation and acceptance of more than anything, just my fragile, and my vulnerability as a human being and that it's part of part of being human and suffering is a part of life and that there there is comfort to be found by drawing near to the Lord in those times um, and finding uh, some consolation in being it kind of can force you like it's great downtime for you right you know to for, for all of us to be close to him yeah um, but sometimes, it's from a very deep place of groaning at the mm. depths of the soul because you can't really like when you have a pounding headache or you know yeah. you, you feel like you're giving birth through your leg like I felt when I had my mm. back injury. It's like you know you can't be all cognizant and contemplative in that time really. But anyway, so yeah, but, no, that's a good. Yeah. And I would say this probably what it revealed to me, um, and th- this is kind of a a bummer of a revelation is that whenever I, whenever I was able to finally sit up and, you know, concentrate on something for a while, um, I did, I I went back to, um, the app that I use to pray every day. And, uh, you know, it's like a little Ignatian kind of imaginative or Lexio sort of imaginative kind of stuff. And, um, pray as you go. Pray as you go. Yeah, yeah, it's a great app. Love it. And uh, and I did that. But the bulk of my time, I realized, it was spent uh, just going to, like, my comfort. You know, like going to something comfortable. So I would just, I'd prop my iPad up and I would watch, you know, like a movie. And, um, you know, and that's, that is telling now that I'm thinking about that and I'm feeling terrible about myself. <laughs> is that... Um, you know, the ideal, I guess the ideal would be that the the bulk of my time might be spent, you know, like, um, praying in some way, but it was more escapist, you know, like I wanted to, I wanted to escape how I was feeling. And so I, my primary way of doing that was by watching Netflix or, you know, stupid stuff. And, uh, yeah. Well, I I think that I think we all experience that, and I think sometimes it's easy to posture in such a way that it's like, oh yes, you know, I I unite all my sufferings. But 
to Jesus. But the reality is, is that we can sit in a, we can be in a kind of pity corner. Um, yeah. Feeling sorry for ourselves because of how miserable we are. Um, and then we just try to find ways to distract ourselves and make the time pass more quickly. Of course, when you're sick like that, the time goes so I find it just goes so slow, so slow. But but I I think the deeper you know the reason why I mean I as I as I reflect back on the experiences like that that I've had in my life, and I was actually thinking about you and praying for you you know like along the way because I it it's hard like it's you're facing I think we face mortality our mortality like we realize like what what death feels like when we're mm-hmm. really sick like that it's like that's. There's something that's fundamentally wrong with yeah, the fact yeah. that we go through that, but we do because it's part of the inheritance of our fallen nature, and you know, eventually we're we are going to die, and and we degenerate, and we feel that you know very deeply, um, and it can be a blessing if we learn something from it, and oftentimes we learn after the fact when we have a clear head and we can reflect back on that experience and say, well, what can I learn from that experience, and and um, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned from those types of experiences is that there is an opportunity um, to, you know, ponder how vulnerable and how weak and how easy it is to be displaced from a sense of the control mm. and the sense of being in charge that we feel in our yeah, life. Because yeah. you need to charge ahead. And, you know, it's funny that you prefaced it with saying, you know, I just finished a what? How many hour day? Sixteen, 16 yeah. hour day. You know, and I when you said that, I'm like, oh, that's kind of my fault because I was your, <laughs> I'm your boss, <laughs> oh. and I was the one who convinced you that you could do this retreat and do on fire that no, night. Too. And it, and normally it but, would be fine, and my coworker totally, you know, did, it, I had something with pom poms on. She was yeah, all ready to go yeah, for it. totally, totally, <laughs> but. But, the, but, but you know, my mom used to have this expression. She's like, Michael, because I, I used to get sick a lot when I was a kid. I, I just, but she'd always say to me the same thing. It's true. It's like, you're always burning the candle at both ends, and eventually you're going to run out of wax. Mm. And, and that was true. I was constant. I would just go, 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 and then I would just drop hard, and mm. I would get really, really sick. And I'd be sick for weeks and weeks. And uh, and I had to learn. It's like, well, maybe I got to pace myself. Yeah, maybe yeah. I need to be a better steward and take better care of myself, um, because you can't say that. I mean, obviously, you were exposed to something, and yeah, but you were in a probably a place of some vulnerability and weakness, and you got you got your ass kicked and Big got time. knocked down. <laughs> Um, whereas the person next to you probably got exposed to the same germs and didn't come down with it, maybe because. Whatever. You know. Well, she had it over Christmas. She she thinks that it's the exact same thing <laughs> oh, that they got. Oh, Emily. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. about that too. Yeah. Yeah. She got really sick as well. But um, yeah. But I think that. Um, so I guess here's here's the next question is sort of like like let's explore this. There is obviously something very profoundly true about uniting our sufferings to Christ. But like, I'm I, the question I always like to ask is so what? What's the point of that? Like. What benefit is there in uniting my misery and suffering? And, uh, like, let's explore that a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's a great question because I hear it all the time, but I'm not really totally sure what it looks like in practical uh, reality or 
you well, know, like, well, what's... Let, let me ask. I mean, do you feel like, like, and maybe you haven't thought about this until I'm asking the question right now, but do you, do you feel like on a spiritual level you have derived any benefit from this experience? Um, yes. Yeah. It's all the things, a lot of the things that you said, uh, earlier about, um, you know, what I, what I ended up experiencing a lot while I was lying there was, was that, that feeling of, I'm like, I am not in control. Like that, you know, and I, I guess to a certain degree, it's funny because I, I generally am not. I wouldn't consider myself a control freak of any kind of, you know, any sort of thing. I just, I go with the flow a lot. But whenever you're lying there and all the things that you know you have a list of that have to get done and you're like, I I just can't. Like, there is no possible way I can do this. And my tendency is as soon as, like mentally, there was a point maybe around the fourth or fifth day where my mind was all of a sudden clearing up and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to get, go do this. I'm going to get this done. And, and I think I, I was talking to you actually on the phone. And when I hung up, I was, I went and slept for like three hours because I was so exhausted from just, from just sitting up and talking on the phone. And, um, so it was and a very. What was my advice to you? To get just sleep. Just Yesterday go sleep, I texted sleep, you sleep, and sleep, I... sleep and more sleep. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that you know that that kind of that lesson of um, there is something there is something that can be done in those moments where I feel unproductive or I feel bad because I'm not I'm not like getting things done but i think the um, what i like what i did think about in that moment was like no this is this is a time where i can just like yeah like be with the lord and spend time like growing in my relationship with him and rather than like you said feeling bad for myself or trying to escape um did the world stop turning on its axis because you were sick just for a moment. <laughs> no, no, it did not. It didn't even. Well, come I close. mean, there is that sense of like, what is going to happen if I'm going to be out, especially with the flu, because you know you're going to be out at least a week, and like, what's going to happen? And it's like, meh, you know. Yeah. The, the world will keep turning. Right. It will go on. It. I. It, for me, it always it, it always knocks down my sense of self importance. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, you know, people people will keep on going without me, yeah, and things will still get done, you know, and and you realize it's like, I always feel like it's like God's doing stuff, and he he lets us kind of participate, you know, in in his stuff and whatever it is, whatever work we're doing, yeah. like it, we're just we're just we're like the little kid who's helping dad, you know. And we're not really that helpful, but Dad <laughs> loves us, so Dad lets us That's participate. Hilarious. And then, and then when we get too full of our self-importance, the Lord suddenly says, "Oh, here, let me take you out of commission for a little while, mm. uh, and just remind you that um, it's not really about you." Um, and and so, I always feel like one of the great lessons of being sick is is learning humility and learning you know, yeah. real detachment from our plans, our agendas, our goals, our striving, our, you know, because 
in this little tiny microscopic little thing can literally throw us to the ground. It's unbelievable. And uh, and totally incapacitate us. And we have to uh, we have to face the fact that um, you know we don't have maybe the power of agency that you know like we don't move mountains. Um, we yeah. get to we get to participate in God's work mm. and should be grateful. And and I say that because I think especially when we're doing church related work, it's easy to it's easy. But this is true of anybody who's passionate about what they do. It it's just easy to think that. Um, I just have to get this done. And you push and you push and you push until the Lord says, you know, I think you need to rest. Yeah. And then he throws your yeah. your rear end into a bed and says, rest. And yeah, sit yeah. here and think. Well, that's the thing. That's where I wish... 12 hours a day. I know. That's where I wish I was better was the whole, okay, I'm just, I'm, I am, I'm just going to... Sit here. You know, like there were there were so many moments when I thought to myself, Oh, I would especially when I could, you know, the, those first couple of days, it was there was no way again, I couldn't even I couldn't watch TV, you know, for like the first three, four days. Yeah, but you're practically unconscious. Oh, yeah, pretty pretty much that's how it <laughs> if I weren't so uncomfortably in pain. But but whenever I could, you know, I think where I want to be is that my go-to choice, first and foremost, you know, like there, maybe there's time for the entertainment kind of stuff, but first and foremost, uh, I want to be where my, my first choice is going to be like, uh, how can I just, yeah, like how can I commune with God right now, you know? And what I would find myself end up doing is like I turn off, you know, I turn off the movie or whatever and be like, uh, I didn't pray. I should probably pray. <laughs> it's like, ah, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. And I, I know it's just like one of one. It's probably just habit because it's my good. Again, it's one of my things in life is that my go to is like these things of escapism, you know, like to escape the pressure or to escape um, kind of the noise and the all the all the responsibilities of life. And at nighttime, yeah, my thing is, like, turn on Netflix and watch it until I fall asleep, you know, or um, to wind down. Um, we've talked about this. The other, the other ones are, like, eating garbage and, and drinking, you know. And so, so it's like uh, knowing that I had no appetite. I, by the way, I think I lost, like, four pounds in the <laughs> midst of this. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It'll come right back. It's a great weight loss <laughs> regimen. But, uh, no, so, like, knowing that I couldn't eat and knowing that I couldn't drink, um, the, only, the, only, the only, like, thing that I was holding on to of comfort and, you know, like, normalcy was the ability at, at one point to just watch, watch TV. And, but, but I really do, in the midst of that, I remember having this kind of, like, I don't know, disappointing kind of realization that I'm like, what, like, why wouldn't my go-to be like, um, yeah, like opening up the, the divine office app and, and like, you know, doing a Lexio kind of exercise for the divine office or reading, well, you know, your book or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it is, you know, not to let you off the hook, but, <laughs> 
part of it is is that when you're feeling physically bad, it's hard to do a physical activity like that. But it but it is a good time, and I find you know I've over the years I've learned that that it's just a great time to be with the Lord because quite honestly, that's about all you can do. Yeah, and I oftentimes I find myself like asking you know addressing myself to Him and saying well, what is it that you want to say to me in this experience? You know, like I'm all ears, mm. you know, and I just sit there, you know, and I just, I turn my thoughts towards him because yeah, that's yeah. about all I can do. I can't read. Are you kidding me? I don't even want to listen to something in my ears. Like yeah. my senses are too like jacked up with the fever or whatever. Like it, that's unrealistic, you know, but when you're that sick with that kind of a thing, you know, even with like my back pain, like I, I it was really leg pain, but it was a back injury, but. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I just couldn't, you can't, you can't keep your attention in, in that kind of a modality. It's yeah, too hard. It's true. But, but it doesn't mean that in your inner self, you can't, you can't turn your gaze and turn your attention towards God and, and just be with him and, and just let him speak into your heart. Like he's got you where he wants you in a sense. And it's like there's something I need to learn from this experience. Like I know that there is there's a kind of pedagogy in suffering. Otherwise God wouldn't he wouldn't like that's part of why he permits it. Um it does it 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 is conducive to our growth. It's a big word, pedagogy. Well, he teaches he teaches he's teaching us about how to be human and about how to live and what it means to be his creatures and his sons and daughters and and Sometimes, you know, we're so busy and so preoccupied and distracted by our stuff that life is going to throw us to the ground and, you know, put us down so that we have some time to ponder. But we oftentimes miss that opportunity. And so, you know, part of the reason I thought it'd be good to talk about this subject is just to reflect on it. It's like, you know, it's not going to be the last time you get the flu, you know, (laughs) or get down with something, you know, could be even something worse. But, you know, God forbid but you know that's life yeah and so the question is is how do we make those experiences of suffering fruitful for us and it doesn't necessarily have to be some overly pietistic thing i mean certainly we can pray for people Mm. uh you know while we're suffering we can offer up the pain and suffering we have especially for those who are suffering worse because there's always people that suffer worse than we are yeah yeah you know, yeah. uh, not that it's a contest, but the point is, is that we we just we, we have an opportunity also to be, and we say, well, if I unite, but we have a lot of pietistic phrases which ring hollow because nobody they're like hollow chocolate bunnies, you know, because they don't <laughs> like what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> right, what are you yeah. talking about? Right. Like, well, I offer up my suffering and unite it to Christ for the redemption of sinners, and it's like, okay, explain to me how that really works. Yeah, but I think the way it works is the fact that. Like, there's different, you know, the Lord had lots of different experiences in his earthly life. And his apostles were with him in lots of those different experiences. They were with him, you know, when they were, uh, you know, chilling out and kicking up their feet after they went on a journey for a while. And, um, you know, they sat around and told stories and laughed. And then they also were with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Do you think he had the flu? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He might have. <laughs> I wonder what he did. Well, some people would say, well, no, because he was God, and he <laughs> he wouldn't have suffered those things. So he's like, well, I don't know. He died on a cross. But yeah. But I, I think the, 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 the point is is that there, it, there are... 
you know, Jesus has suffered everything that we can suffer, and so when we draw near to him in our suffering, um, it's a way of being with him uh, in that. And when we, when we unite ourselves to him and his suffering, um, it's, it's a way of being with him mm-hmm. and, and being close to him in that particular experience of yeah. his in the work of redemption, that's the, that he suffered that on our behalf and for our sake. But it also, it also, in a very real way, through charity, puts us in solidarity with other people. Because when we, when we are aware of how much we suffer, it, it can do two things. One, it, it can make us grateful for what we have when we, ha- when we, like, you know, like, like I'm grateful that I can walk and run mm. still. Yeah, yeah. Like be, I took it for granted before, so I can be grateful for. You know, and when you get your energy back and you're in full swing again, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful that I have energy because I didn't for two weeks. I was yeah. dragging my butt. So it makes us grateful for those things. But it also it also puts us in, into a kind of solidarity with other people that are suffering, if you allow it. I mean, you can yeah. think about it. It's like, well, think about the people that are chronically ill yeah, who feel like this all the time. And you think, well, Lord, you know, please... Please be with those people. Please console those people. Because right now I'm acutely aware of what it might be like for them to feel that. And and so there's a real coming together. There's a real connection and a real, mm. you know, union of of the body of Christ and just yeah. the human family what? in that. So it makes us better people and it perfects us in that way when we, when we use these opportunities to uh, contemplate yeah. our... There's a, there's a couple of things. Mortality. One, one is, you, you said earlier, and I, I like this, and that you've, you like, in that moment, you just kind of ask, ask the Lord, like, what, what do you want me to know about this situation? You know, like, what do you want to, what do you want to say to yeah, me? Yeah, what are you or, trying to teach what me? What are you trying to teach me? I like that. That's so simple. And I didn't do that. And I think, you know, like, I, Again, I think I'd, I think I, that's something that is developed maybe in um, personal, like a personal kind of discipline type thing. Um, and, I, and I know it. I know because the reasons why I don't, the reason that's not my go-to is because I'm, I'm too, like, I'm too into other things. <laughs> um, but, I, but it's amazing. It just, it makes me want to work on that. Um, the second thing I was going to say is, it's interesting, this, the experience of having the flu and that just, that, like, all-encompassing, like, (laughs) death-like feeling, um, where you're immobile, it was different. Whenever, whenever I tore my bicep or whenever our place burned down in Panama, those were, it was much easier for for the go-to reaction to to just to turn to the lord in those moments and like you're saying so why do you think that is all the things of gratefulness that's an interesting observation why why is that do you think what's Man. the difference for you uh one i would say i think the panama the 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 difference in panama was and very quickly yeah scott and his wife went on a oh anniversary I trip <laughs> Well, someone might be listening That's to this true. that, don't, that don't know the story. And their their uh, cabana burned down and blew up, and they had to swim out into the ocean to not die. 
and, and they everything. lost they lost everything literally and had to everything. get back to the United States with literally not even clothing. Yeah, we won't go into the details <laughs> of how that happened. Yeah, but um, right. But that's. I mean, that's a pretty harrowing... So you have to go back to a previous episode and listen to that story where he tells us. But that's a pretty harrowing event by, you know, like, relatively speaking. I mean, it was a brush with death. Yes. And so I think that... I think the the reason why that was easier, one, was um, Becky was with me. So, like, kind of having having somebody there uh, to share in the accountability of it, like to hold me accountable. You know, in other words, I wasn't going to be allowed to like just go into a, my own little pity party, you know, because I had... So what you're saying is really another person Becky there. handled this situation the way she was supposed to, but if you were by <laughs> yourself... Um, it was, it was <laughs> a shared, it was a shared I'm experience. Just, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, that, so I would say that, one, it's always easier. You know, like for instance, yeah. if you were there in the basement of my house while I'm lying there, you know, and you're sitting in a chair and you're like, why don't you ask the Lord what he wants to teach you? And then I would have been like, yes, yes. I I need accountability from other people. One of the things, just as an aside, really quick, that suffering, psychologically suffering is, uh, it, it closes us in on ourselves, makes us feel very isolated. And the reason for that is that we lose all sense of time and space and connection when we're suffering because suffering consciously is so all-consuming to our mind. And, uh, and so, so we need community and suffering because we, we reconnect with kind of the narrative thread of our life. Whereas when you're just by yourself in the corner in misery, you're just enveloped totally by the pain yeah. of whatever that is. And, that's, um, and that, that's true, like, for example... Think of people that are being tortured or in solitary confinement in prison, you know, like, you know, political prisoners right, or even right. criminals. Like, it's really bad for you, for us. So we do, I just want to echo that point. It's really important to have the company of other people when we're suffering because we, we, we don't lose a sense of our own humanity in that experience. But mm. go on. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think that was a big, that's a big part of it for me. The other one, like tearing my bicep on my dominant arm, you know, so like not being able to write, not being able to to kind of do most of the things that I used to do or having the thing cut out of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, you've had a rough year. It's, it's a bad year. and uh, I mean, if you just count the last 12 months. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I think that uh, it was easier for me to, because a clarity of mind, you know, like, I guess I'll say that. Like, those things didn't affect my um, my ability to, like, to think straight, you know. And so lying there, like, having the flu, and like you were saying, kind of like going in and out of almost like a hallucinogenic kind of experience, I think made it really difficult. Now... So clarity of mind was like, okay, I, I'm able to use my mind to be like, this stinks, but I'm alive. You know, like it's easier to appreciate or to have an appreciation for things um, whenever you're kind of uh, in, a, in a clear state of mind. And it was the same in Panama. Like we watching everything burn, we're like, okay, we're, we're alive. You know, like <laughs> this could be a lot worse. Um, 
Now it's funny because while I while I was it's kind of one of the clarity of thought that I had while I was lying there was th- thinking over the last year and having this like realization of how much time has been lost to me in terms of like normal functioning, you know, and um, having a lot of like sadness about that. So for instance, tearing my bicep and not being able to like go outside and play normal things with my kids, you know, like that, that was off the table for like six months. Um, Having the thing cut out of my tongue, like not being able to, (laughs) you know, I, I could run around, but there was there was an incredible amount of pain associated with that 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 really knocked me knocked me on my butt for a long time. Um, it, it just seems like uh, yeah, I, I had this kind of like real sadness that uh, and a desire to to get you know like in in an appreciation, I think, a gratefulness for like for the times that I have with Becky and with my kids, like to, to really not take those for granted because there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of moments over this past year where I have not been able to, to be a dad, like in a normal kind of sense. And that sucks. Yeah. But you are, you also get to be a dad in a different sense, which is to, you know, sort of be an example of how you work your way through a difficult, you know, a difficult situation and you have you know you're turning 50 this year brother and you're starting to feel your age that's what it but it it you know so that you are being a father but you're just having to be a father in a different mode you know and like i can't do the same things that i used to do with like isaac that with seth like i just like i try to throw a frisbee and I, i'm like i can't run anymore <laughs> it's like waddle 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 because uh, my, ever funny. since my back injury i just don't have it like oh I yeah to, you know but right. that's just right, right, right. Of, that's pretty you know it's pretty getting old but 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 the other um yeah i, I think the other thing too that i noticed is that it, we really know our limits yeah you know and and that's good like you've discovered you can't do crazy acrobatic tricks on a bar anymore because yeah. you tear your bicep. Then, That's true. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it does also force force us to be better stewards and better caretakers of our earthly mortal life, you know, that hmm. we shouldn't take for granted the uh, vibrancy of our youth. Yeah. As we get older, we have to spend a little bit more time and energy taking care of ourselves if we want to be functional when we get older. You know, yeah, yeah. So you're turning that corner. <laughs> I remember it's a like horrible corner. 48 to 52 is like wow, something changed. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it is, but it it it's just the thing. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if I I still don't know if I'm 100 percent uh, on board with it m- mentally. I mean, it's gonna be there. Well, <laughs> I, you might not be, but the thing is, is you're gonna have to do more to. To to be able to function at the same capacity as you did when you were forty five, yeah, because yeah. you're just getting older. I yeah. mean, that's and and that's that's that mortality bit. Like you're you're starting to you're experiencing the downward slope of that kind of natural de- degenerative process, and you should be having more existential conversations about where is this where's where is this all going? Yeah. Like, what's my ultimate destiny? And yeah, you, we all start asking the big questions when we start start facing those limits in ourselves 
And, and, and that's on purpose. God does that on purpose because he wants us to think about the things that ultimately matter. Mm. And when we're young, we don't. Like, we just, yeah. we live moment to moment and from experience to experience, and we, we get knocked down and we bounce right back up and it's no big deal, and we think we're invincible. Mm-hmm. Well, we you know, little by little, the Lord just starts taking away those little natural gifts, <laughs> you know, and those little capacities and functions and... And because at the end of the day, it's like it's your it's your supernatural. It's the life of your soul. It's the life, you know. I mean, obviously, we're gonna have a body again, but it it's it's the next life. It's union with me. It's being with me. Um, and so, if I have to suspend the use of your physical temporal life for a little while to get your attention along the way, I will. Because I, I need you to pay attention. So, you know, to all of our listeners out there, I think we all have to learn that, you know, like when life throws us these weird hard balls that we have to try to try to cope with and, and deal with, the, the opportunity in that is is to learn the deeper lessons of the spiritual life. Like, what, you know, what are you trying to teach me it's about great. what ultimately matters? The other thing I wanted to say before we close out here is just that I could be wrong, but I have this theory that that every kind of ailment that afflicts us has some sort of analogy associated with it. Like, mm. like people are born blind because we can all be blind in a certain way, and some people are paralyzed because mm. we're all paralyzed in certain ways. Yeah. And I've always been struck by the virus. It's like, well, what's the what's the lesson in the virus? But the thing is, is the virus, it 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 the virus is sneaky. Because the virus can imitate, you know, the cells of the body, and then it can move in and it can kind of co-opt those cells and really take over the whole of us mm. very quickly without us yeah. realizing it. And, and if, our, um, if our immunity is strong internally, the immune system will rise up and push the virus out, and we don't come down with the symptoms. Right. But when we're worn down, then suddenly we can be infected and it can take over mm. like very fast, as yeah. you noticed. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that there's a great analogy in the spiritual life for that because when we let our guard down and we don't take good moral and spiritual care of ourselves, you know, the, the spirit of the world, the spirit of evil can infect us very suddenly and very quickly and we can find ourselves in a really bad place and go, how did that happen? Mm. And it's like, well, because you weren't taking care of yourself all along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were riding out a wave that finally ran ashore. Hmm. And and we just, so I think, you know, there's a lesson. That I think, is a good every, analogy. Every form of suffering that God throws at us, there's an analogy for the spiritual life in it. And I, I've always thought that that's the hmm. lesson in the virus, that the worldliness of the world, the devil can... can can imitate what seems good. Yeah. And if we let our guard down and and compromise ourselves little by little in those things, one day we wake up and we're we're really sick. Yeah. And and I know I think you and I both realize that we kind of have we told those stories, you know, our conversion yeah. stories. Right. Before like, you know, you buy buy into the spirit of the world and next thing you know, you're not really a child of God anymore. Like you you're living some other life and well, it's yeah. not the life you're supposed to live. Yeah. And um, and then you wake up one day and you're you're sick, morally, spiritually. Yeah. And uh, and it takes a while to 
recover. Well, from that. and it's like you you used the phrase earlier when you started describing that uh, analogy of, you know, like the virus imitates something. It imitates like your cells, and so it's like, yeah, a lot of times things that look okay or they're not harmful, you know, like the, it's a it's a it's an imitation of an ultimate good, you know, like, and that's the way I think right. the devil sort of yeah, works. Yeah, so I, I think it's interesting to go back to something you said earlier. It's like when you get under pressure, you're feeling stressed, you're always reaching for, you know, the temporal comfort. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it just, it probably yeah. just wore down your immune system and made you sick instead mm -hmm. of taking the rest you needed and taking yeah. sufficient prayer time. Like you're trying, you, you, you know, you're burning ah, the candle so at both true. ends. So true. So it's like the the if you had been attending to the higher spiritual goods of your life, you would have taken better care of your earthly goods, mm -hmm. you know, your body, your diet, your sleep, what all all that stuff. And so things get all out of whack, yeah. and then you get sick. But it's just a reset. The Lord's like, okay, you know, I'm throwing you down because you need to stop. Like I don't know where are you going in such a hurry. Like right. you know, it's we get all sideways with how important what we're doing is. And at the end of the day, what are we trying to prove? Wow. Well, I am grateful that I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's you say that, and it's kind of funny, but, you know, like, in the course of human history, probably millions yeah. have died of the flu. That's so true. And it's amazing. And were it not for Tylenol or some of those things you took along the way, you could have easily died of a fever. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. 100 years ago, 150 years ago, Mm. There's a good chance you could have died from that. Yeah, you know. So it's not insignificant to say thank you, Jesus. I know that I'm alive. I'm alive. And I've got thanks for the Tylenol. <laughs> kept my fever low. Yes, you know, I, yes. You know. So it's not the flu is serious. It's a it's a deadly um, deadly thing. Mm. Well, good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Hopefully next next week yeah. I will be back full. You know, full. Uh, well, I'm just going to tell you, you should be trying to get at least 10 or 12 hours of sleep between now and next week. Okay, I will try. Yeah, you got to. I know. I actually Because what's going to no, happen is you're just going to you're just gonna re you're yeah. relapse. Yeah. And then you're going to drag this out for a month. I know. I just, I, I I've do. had the flu yeah. so many times. I've had it. I got it a lot when I was younger, and I just, like, my mom and I say, you just got to rest. Yeah, like, I know. I don't and rest. That's hard for me. I know. It's hard. Yeah. It's my tendency is to, like, jump back in. Yep. I feel like I can do it. Yeah. You're gonna get knocked. Just sleep. Yeah. Maybe maybe every day you add an hour of productivity to your day, but mm. don't be afraid to take one, two, even three naps. Yeah. I'm your boss. Thanks. I can give you permission. Thanks, to do boss. That. I want you. And to you're also well. a doctor. <laughs> Not that <laughs> kind, but but I guess from personal experience, I know some things. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Well, thank you, and um, yes, thanks for opening up and and being so honest about about the experience you had because I think we've all been there. Like, yeah. You know, we we uh, could have done more. Yeah. And next time, hopefully. No, I'm, uh, I'm inspired to. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, man. All right. All well, right. have a good rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. The Wise Guys Podcast is a production of Preambule Group, a Catholic ministry dedicated to helping you thrive in the heart of Jesus. Visit us on the web at preambula.org and follow us on social media.